0: Free Spirit Academy is about the freedom to be fully yourself, beyond any trauma that may have been accumulated through our families, religions, education systems, cultural conditioning, and beyond. Our bodies hold our trauma, but they also hold our truth. My name is Randy Moss. I practice eating psychology coaching and somatic experiencing, and I'm grateful that you're here for these talks and conversations. My identity wrapped up in being the healthy one. So I was a flight attendant at the time when one of my co-workers who was watching me eat one of these massive salads that I brought every single day asked me if I cheated on my diet. And I said no. And it was basically true. I didn't say that I struggled with binge eating or that I thought about food constantly or that my entire world was wrapped up in planning and replanning my diet. In my mind, I still didn't cheat because whatever I binged on was still what I considered to be good food might have been multiple pounds of carrots or bags and bags and bags of nuts, but if it was on the plan, if it was good, I told myself I was okay. Being the healthy one came with a lot of pride. All of my health markers were perfect and I had lost weight, though for me at the time it never felt like enough I was always trying for more and people would look at me and say I could never do that I could never do what you do what they didn't know was that I couldn't not and that as long as my diet was in control my emotions were in control Undiscovered trauma stayed under the surface while I was consumed with planning and preparing and binging and starting again with the high and hope of it would be perfect this time. Instead of what would be a more natural emotional fluctuation, I had these predictable lows and predictable highs. So high, as I was planning on how. Good things would be this time, how good I would be this time, how perfect my diet would be, how much thinner I would get. And lows when the high were off and all I could think about was food. Then the binge and the post binge shame. The spiral of trying to figure out why was I just lazy or was I not spiritually connected enough? Or was I too flighty and ungrounded or did I just like food too much? I had one therapist who told me that I needed to make friends with things being peaceful or even boring, but the trouble was, the periods between the highs and lows weren't peaceful, they were just numb, a feeling or lack of feeling that I had come to absolutely despise. Some version of this cycle had existed since I was a kid, and a massive piece of finding my way out was to pull out of it entirely. And that didn't mean to just stop binge eating, I had certainly tried that again and again, but to stop controlling, stop trying to lose weight, stop trying to be perfect, stop needing to be the healthy one, and to start listening and start actually feeling, feeling what actually felt good. And felt bad to eat. And feeling what it was like to be in my body without trying to control my body. Feeling emotion that wasn't being constantly numbed over by that food and body control. And letting my body show me parts of who I was and what I needed that I couldn't access when I was trying to be perfect. I learned to make it safe to eat all the foods And my body changed, I gained some weight, and I got to know the parts of me that felt scared and felt ashamed. And in that process, I actually felt free, which was that feeling that I had been so desperate for. Freedom. It was my word that I was obsessed with, this feeling that I was obsessed with, because it felt so elusive, I was free to eat what I wanted and free to love myself and my body without needing to be a certain way or look a certain way, just free. Until it did not feel like freedom anymore. When my joints and muscles started aching and my skin started rashing and my brain got just unbearably foggy, the way that it was before I figured out how to clear it up with food and with lifestyle practices. I was this kind of wellness freak that didn't trust medical doctors at the time, so as an adult, I hadn't gone. I didn't know that I had an autoimmune disorder, and I didn't know that I had Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I just knew that I felt bad, and it felt like it was my fault. And my first reaction was panic, that I had just screwed up. I'd screwed up my health. It was my fault. I didn't know at the time that there were far more contributing factors than just food. And I watched myself because I had enough space to be able to actually watch my experience. I watched myself struggle to not spiral into being scared and being ashamed because it felt devastating. I'd come from such discipline Such a belief that my health was entirely in my hands and that I was responsible for any lack of wellness. In a way, symptoms felt like proof of my sin, which was an old feeling, certainly, returning from my conservative religious upbringing. And I was also wary of going backwards, back to that place of obsession and starving and binge eating where my world was so small, it was my entire world. I just wanted to actually feel good, to be able to think clearly and move without pain. So, slowly, 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 I started just inching towards shifts that felt a little bit better. So no panic and freak out and lifestyle overhaul, just trying something and seeing if it made things better or worse. Noticing if it triggered any desire to focus on my weight, or obsess in a way that wasn't helpful, and if it did, I would pull back and make a gentler choice. It was not a perfect, straightforward thing, so much as two steps forward and one step back, and some long pauses inside of flares where I didn't know what to do. And now, at least from the day that I'm speaking this— I know pretty much what I need to do to feel the way that I want to feel and live the way that I want to live. It's the best that I figured out up until this point anyways. And it's, it's weird and it's specific to me and bits of what I've needed have been cobbled together over time. And sometimes I loosen up or let things go and have symptoms come back. Sometimes I can do everything I know to do and still not feel good Life and healing are certainly far bigger than food and even lifestyle choices, but mostly my body's doing good. I will often see clients with chronic health symptoms or illnesses, and sometimes their background with disordered eating is similar to mine. Sometimes the shame that comes up when they've eaten the wrong thing or experienced a flare is so huge and so familiar to me. And I know that sometimes it can feel like the shame will really help. It can feel like beating ourselves up or feeling badly about our choices or harping on the fact that we should have known better will somehow prevent it from happening again. And what I'll usually ask if this is coming up is just, has it worked before? Like, has beating yourself up actually worked before? did it make long-term positive change. And then we might go into when did you learn to shame yourself? When do you first remember experiencing shame? Where did that come from? What beliefs, what half-truths are intertwined with intertwined with your most often repeated shame stories and can we question those? Then can we feel Can you be in your body, feeling your body with a tenderness, rather than distracting with the shame or spinning in your head about how you're never going to do that again? Because you may very well. Life is really complicated. Life is a lot sometimes. You may very well. This may happen again. Probably less and less as it feels safer to inhabit your body or if the pain and discomfort from a flare is too much to relax into, can you find ways of soothing and caring for or distracting yourself that you can choose consciously? Then when you are able to be in your body, can you explore what shame feels like physically? Like what are the sensations that you feel in your body, in your, in your chest, in your belly, in your throat, when you're experiencing shame? And can you breathe into it gently and hold it with some compassion rather than spinning into the same thoughts? Can you not treat yourself in the same way that you're used to treating yourself when you're feeling this familiar thing? This may be something that you want to work with a somatic experiencing practitioner on to learn to do and to learn to do safely. If you don't know how to feel or if feeling your body creates more anxiety, Find the proper support if you can, if it's available. Then, can you have some humor? So many of the folks that I see, and this was certainly me too, will attach goodness and morality to their health. So if something is wrong, they feel wrong. If something feels bad, they feel like they are bad. And it's easy to spin into stories about how they're creating their own disease, or this is going to turn into something so much worse, and we've got to get it under control. So can you make space for the fact that not all of the contributing factors were in your hands? We have your genetics, any adverse childhood experiences, your environment, and the day-to-day stressors that accumulate. There are areas where we have choice, certainly, and can learn to be empowered, and that's huge. And there are factors that we don't have control over. There are elements like childhood trauma that weren't our fault, but as adults we have quite a large degree of choice in how we address the effects. That's certainly not easy, and I don't mean to make it sound easy, but we have choice. Having a sense of humor, when possible, can bring some lightness to what can be such a serious and heavy healing process. Life is very short, and literally no amount of it needs to be spent beating yourself up anymore. That time would be better spent taking care of the part of you that so automatically goes into shame than just coming back. To whatever you know, whatever you have figured out works best for you and your body again and again and again. So, this process, we can question and trace back the roots of any shame thoughts. Learning to take care of the scared voice inside of you rather than existing as that scared voice. And maybe this is something that you do with help we feel the shame in our bodies the way that it's showing up as a sensation and again perhaps with help we rest when we can and we try not to take it too seriously because flares can be debilitating enough as they are there is no need to add to that discomfort then with no drama like it's no big deal come back to the best that you know works for you and your body again, and again, and again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more updates on courses, classes, one-on-one mentorships, and more, go to randymoss.com. R-A-N-D-E-M-O-S-S.com. And thank you so much for listening.